everyone. How's everyone doing today? Good? Yeah. So yeah, over the past few weeks here at Riverside, we've been going through a series on dreams, as you all are aware. Closely following the story of Joseph in the Bible from the book of Genesis. Today we are at the end of this series on dreams. And we have saved the hardest lesson for the last. <laughs> the bit no one likes to talk about, but we all feel in our hearts so deeply. We all dream, right? We dream godly dreams. We dream materialistic dreams. We dream of a better future. But there is one thing that is common in all these dreams, and that's disappointment. Such a reality, isn't it? We all have dealt with our old friend disappointment multiple times in our life. I know I have. You know that feeling when you're gutted, like really upset as to why things are going the way they are? That's disappointment. We all have felt that in the past, or some of us are feeling it today. You're disappointed today. When you realize you dreamt your life or circumstances would be X, but you ended up with Y. You wanted apples, but got oranges. You dreamt of an iPhone, but got a Samsung. <laughs> you dreamt of a Louis Vuitton handbag, but you ended up with a Primark purse. Mm. Life is full of ups and downs. That's what everyone says, right? Ups and downs. The story of Joseph in the Bible is no different. It's like a roller coaster. You go up, and then you go down. So let's re recap the story of Joseph very quickly. So when I say up, you put your hand, thumbs up, and when I say down, you put your thumbs down, okay? So Joseph was a young, Joseph was a young boy, and his dad's favorite. I'd say that's an up, right? Yeah. He shared his dream with the siblings that he will rule over the entire family. The brothers got very upset and jealous, threw him in a pit, and sold him in a slave to Egypt. Say that's a down. Yeah. From being a slave, he's in charge of Potiphar's house. How did that happen? That's an up, right? Potiphar's wife tries to seduce him and then falsely accuses him. He goes to prison. Down, massive down. In the prison, he starts to interpret dreams and eventually interprets the Pharaoh's dream. Wow. That's like interpreting Rishi Sunak's dream. Yeah? He becomes in charge of Egypt. Up! <laughs> the brothers are back, though. The same brothers that threw him in the pit. Remember the ones? And then sold him as a slave? They're back. Say that's a down. Childhood trauma, everyone. So today our focus is on the last down. And how we can learn from Joseph's reaction to reuniting with his brothers. The brothers come to Egypt in search of food, and Joseph recognizes them instantly. You never forget the faces who throw you in a pit, do you? <laughs> you never forget those faces. But the brothers don't recognize Joseph. He checks their character to see if they've changed. He had the opportunity to reveal himself to them, but he did not. He tortures them and tests them. It seems like Joseph was angry with his brothers and almost abusing his place of authority. And eventually, after back and forth, as you can read in Genesis chapters 42 to 44, he cannot hold himself any longer. Let us read chap Genesis chapter 45 today. From the NIV. If you can get your Bibles, or it's going to come up, come up on the screen as well. So Genesis chapter 45 from the NIV. Joseph makes himself known. 
Then Joseph could no longer control himself from all his attendants, and he cried out, Have everyone leave my presence. So there was no one with Joseph when he made himself known to his brothers. And he wept so loudly that the Egyptians heard him, and the Pharaoh's household heard about it. Joseph said to his brothers, I am Joseph. Is my father still living? But his brothers were not able to answer him because they were terrified of his presence. Then Joseph said to his brothers, come close to me. When they had done so, he said, I am your brother Joseph, the one you sold to Egypt. And now, do not be distressed and do not be angry with yourselves for selling me there because it was to save lives that God sent me ahead of you. Wow. For two years now, there has been a famine in the land. And for the next five years, there will be no plowing or reaping. But God sent me ahead of you to preserve for you a remnant on earth to save your lives by great deliverance. So then, it was not you who sent me here, but God. He made me father to Pharaoh, lord of his entire household and ruler of all Egypt. Now hurry back to my father and say to him, this is what your son Joseph says. God has made me lord of all Egypt. Come down to me, don't delay. You shall live in the region of Goshen and be near me. You, your children and grandchildren, your flocks and herds and all you have. I will provide for you there because five years of famine are still to come. Otherwise, you and your household and all who belong to you will become destitute. You can see for yourselves and so can my brother Benjamin, that it is really I who am speaking to you. Tell my father about all the honor accorded to me in Egypt and about everything you have seen, and bring my father down here quickly. Then he threw his arms around his brother Benjamin and wept. Benjamin embraced him, weeping, and he kissed all his brothers and wept over them. Afterward, his brothers talked to him. When the news reached Pharaoh's palace that Joseph's brothers had come, and Pharaoh and all his officials were pleased. Pharaoh said to Joseph, tell your brothers, do this. Load your animals and return to the land of Canaan and bring your father and your families back to me. I will give you the best of the land of Egypt and you can enjoy the fat of the land. Wow. You are also directed to tell them, do this, take some carts from Egypt for your children and your wives and get your father and come. Never mind about your belongings, because the best of Egypt, of all Egypt, will be yours. <laughs> so the sons of Israel did this. Joseph gave them carts as Pharaoh had commanded, and he also gave them provisions for their journey. To each of them he gave new clothing, but to Benjamin he gave 300 shekels of silver and five sets of clothes. And this is what he sent to his father. Ten donkeys loaded with best things of Egypt. Ten female donkeys loaded with grain, bread, and other provisions for their journey. This is the funniest part. Then he sent, to his, brothers, then he sent his brothers away. And, and as they were leaving, he said to them, don't quarrel on the way. <laughs> Not already imagine them fighting over all the best things of Egypt. <laughs> so they went up, up out of Egypt and came to their father, Jacob, in the land of Canaan. They told him, Joseph is still alive. He's the ruler of all Egypt. Jacob was stunned. He did not believe them. I would be as well. But when they told him everything Joseph had said to them, and when he saw the carts Joseph had sent them, sent to carry him back, the spirit of their father Jacob revived. 
I'm convinced my son Joseph is still alive. I will go and see him before I die. Amen? Isn't it a privilege to just read the Word of God? Yeah. I love this chapter, how Joseph shows such maturity when he reveals himself and understanding of God's work in his life. I think it's truly inspiring to have that kind of, to reunite like that with his brothers. The reality was Joseph dealt with a lot of disappointment in his life, just like you and me with all his ups and downs. How do we know and understand that our season of disappointment has a God purpose today? How do we know that? What, Joseph, what does Joseph's response teach us about dealing with our own disappointment today? Remember how he revealed himself to his brothers and said in verse 8, so then it was not you who sent me here, but God. Let's unpack that today. I've got two simple points to go through today. Number one, God is always in control. Yeah? He's always in control. In Joseph, when he meets his brothers, he's overcome with great emotion, as we read in chapter 45, and he reveals himself to them. He weeps loudly with his brothers and kisses them. It's like seeing long-lost family, you know? His brothers, his words and reaction after the fact are so incredible. He explains God's great plan. He's overcome with emotion. Perhaps he realized those dreams he once had. Yeah? He, the dreams that he once had have actually come true. Do you remember the dream that I'm talking about? His family were in front of him, and he was in a position to reign over all of them and provide for them. But not just for his family, but, of all, but for all of Egypt and the surrounding nations. God used Joseph's disappointment during all these times and turned it into something only God can do. Amen? Some of us have experienced this firsthand where God turns your disappointment into something fruitful. Yeah? And the path that God puts him on is not perfect. No, it's not. But it was God's plan for his life. He accepted this truth. And therefore, he was able to accept his brothers back. What can we learn from this today? From Joseph's reaction today? That everyone goes through ups and downs and it is part of the journey we are on. But the reality is, the Lord is at work in your life. Let me encourage you today. The reality is, the Lord is at work in your life. Is that a reality you need to accept today? So God can use you to glorify His name? Are you holding out for something different to your current reality? Is this holding you back to live those God-given dreams? Remember, God is in control today, and He is at work in your lives. All you have to do is build that relationship with Him, and as you do, you build faith. And with faith comes trust that God is on your side. As you, as you grow closer to a relationship with God, relationship with Jesus, through engaging with the Word, prayer, church, you start to change your mindset. You start to live the life of a dreamer. You start dreaming, and God starts to use you to glorify His name. Amen? Number two, God can bless in the midst of disappointment. He can. Joseph forgave his brothers and embraced them. 
he in fact blessed them. To add to the party, Pharaoh also blessed his family. In verse 21, it says, Joseph gave them carts, like we read earlier, and Pharaoh had commanded and also gave them provisions for their journey. Shekels of silver, sets of clothes, you know, donkeys filled with the best things of Egypt, bread and grain. What a turnaround. After all those ups and downs in his life, he had the privilege to bless his family so abundantly. Just so we are clear, Egypt at that time was an advanced civilization compared to Canaan. And imagine going back to Canaan with the best things of Egypt. <laughs> if we compare this to today, this is equal to taking the whole of Oxford Street with you to a, like a deserted island where people haven't seen a phone screen in their life. Imagine the shock when they saw all these amazing things in front of them. That's a, that's a significant blessing. Joseph, being in such a position of power, blesses his family beyond their wildest imagination. And let us not forget, this is in the midst of a famine. We are in year two of a famine. And still, they are blessed abundantly. What unlocked this, you think? Do you think God can bless you in the midst of your famine? Do you think Joseph would have been able to do all this if he was still resentful with his brothers? Do you think? No. No chance. He was not perfect, but he eventually forgave, forgave them. Are you holding on to something today? Something, someone, or yourself by not forgiving? Take a step today. Forgive yourself. Be kind to yourself. Forgive your friend, your family member, your spouse, your colleague, your cat, your dog. <laughs> Forgive them. They are not perfect. And surprise, surprise, nor are you. They're all made in the image of God. Let us learn to lead with grace instead today. Just like Joseph did with his brothers. But just hang on a minute. Should we flip the script for a second? Yeah? What if you think, if you had to relate with the story right now, you probably relate more to the brothers than you do with Joseph? You might think to yourself, I'm not a good person. I've made mistakes in my life. Do you think the same jealous brothers could not have been jealous again? Yeah? Seeing Joseph in a position of power must have been so hard for them. Yeah, after throwing, them, throwing him in a pit and then seeing him as the ruler of Egypt must have been hard. However, Joseph's brothers realized their mistake and changed too, to the point where Joseph was able to recognize their change and comfortably reveal himself to them. Are there areas in life, in your life, that you need to change? Is the, Holy Spirit, is the Holy Spirit nudging you on something right now? Tap into that. Tap into that. A few things you might find helpful are, number one, by being grateful. Very simple, being grateful. There's not a single verse in there where Joseph is cribbing or complaining about how annoyed he is that he was in prison. Me and my wife, Nikki, went through our Thanksgiving char earlier this year during the holidays. It was so amazing to see God's work there. We were so grateful for the prayers God answered and even more grateful for the ones he did not. Phew. Imagine if God gave us what I wanted. Wow, some of the things that I asked for. Oh. Number two, by just being faithful, I think, in whatever we are given. Just being faithful. Joseph, even while being under oppression, he did his best. 
Every opportunity he was given, he took it and made the most of it. Be faithful in everything you do. Like it says in Colossians 3.23, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters. Let God use you. Say yes today. Joseph said yes. Letting God work in your life and use your skills for his glory. It could be as simple as standing on the door and saying hello to people. Hosting a small group to give community to, to, give community to people who so desperately need it. Or helping put groceries in people's carts in storehouse. Or you don't know what God has planned for you. You have no idea. Let us explore that together tomorrow at Dare to Dream. Maybe when you come tomorrow for our Dare to Dream evening, you might remember a distant dream God put in your heart. How are you going to react to that? And to finish off, let me give you like a personal example today. When I was in a season of depression and had feelings of giving up, I battled with them for months. I was ready to hang up my boots on life. But God had another plan. I was down, I was dejected, I had enough. But God gave me just enough strength to get through it day by day. Do you feel the same today sometimes? Just enough energy to get through it day by day? But by engaging in church, the word of God, prayer, eventual, eventual deliverance and healing, I was able to get out of it. I sometimes think, why did I go through all those feelings for years? All those downs. I believe it's because I'm here to share the story with you today. Yeah? yeah. That through the tough times comes disappointment. But what is true is God has a plan today. And He is in control. And He will turn your morning into dancing. Amen? Amen. Amen.